0: You're listening to Behind the Mic on the Funnel Radio channel. Listen as Paul Roberts, Susan Finch, and Jim Obermeyer talk B2B podcasting tips for companies, speakers, authors, marketing teams, and the C-suite. Hey everybody, Susan Finch here, your host today for Behind the Mic. As usual, we will have Paul Roberts pop in. Because he always has great questions after I have just blurted things out all over the place.
1: I'm the Pop-Tart man. I'm the pop-in guy.
0: (laughs) Today I want to talk about, as we're getting close to the end of quite a remarkable year, 10 ideas to do for your podcast to make the use of what could be some quiet time. People are all waiting for these election results and things, and they're all just sitting around, and not everybody's wanting to be appearing on shows or putting together guests and We're coming into holiday season, which brings its own set of quietness, typically, to most podcasts. This is a time that many podcasts rely on replays just because it is hard to juggle producing a podcast, getting the guests, doing everything you want to do, plus prep for holidays, which for some of you may still include travel or having people over. So I'm going to give you a few ideas that will allow you to make the best use of this quiet time and to not stress out about it. It's okay if it's quiet and you have some replays. So let's go clean up what you already have. So Paul, you start making some notes of what you want to add to this list.
1: Okay. I got my pencil and paper out.
0: Okay, here we go. So with our 10 ideas to clean up your podcast at the end of the year, number one, review all of the posted episodes from this past year. Just go that far. And this is a great thing to have an intern, an assistant do as long as they can spell well and aren't dyslexic like me and can see what's going on. You want them to correct episodes for typos. As long as you aren't changing the permalinks to your episodes, you're fine. And many of the venues allow you to put that little summary bit of text. Might just be a few lines where I'm podbing, you know, might be a longer post, but look first for the typos in your headlines. Look for them in your guest names, the guest companies, and any other oddities that make you look like you don't know how to write a paragraph and fix that. And if you're linking to other things from within those same episodes, don't just look at them. Sometimes people type in a link and it might go to something else or might have an extra space in it or a hyphen or something. Check the links, make sure they all work and just make a note of the ones that need to be updated if you have to go look them up. Number two, review your music, your commercials, your intro, and your outro. Is it time to freshen them up? A lot of times we get hooked on our music, and I understand that. That becomes kind of our signature piece. But sometimes shows change host, and that music may not fit the new host, and it may not fit the personality or the direction of the show, and maybe you're also just sick of it. So go look for something else, something royalty-free, unless you have a buddy that can record it for you and write your music. Very few of us have those buddies. You have to rely on royalty-free music somewhere, whether it's Ben Sound or Take Five or Audio Jungle, wherever, go listen to some new things that maybe fit your mood a little bit more and the direction of your show currently. Commercials. There are so many different ways to do commercials now, and a lot of services offer dynamic Commercial content where you put a marker in there and it will automatically insert your commercial into that spot. So if you update your campaign, it will update all the commercials throughout everything. And in some cases, like what we do as well, we pre record commercials to insert into your pre recorded shows or even your live shows. We play them. Whatever the case may be, review your commercial. Does it still make sense? Is it dated? Does the link that you're having them go to still work? Maybe time to update it. Maybe you're just tired of that person's voice. Maybe you have somebody you want that's perkier or has an accent or however you want to record it to get your message across. Do you have a new sponsor? Do you have old sponsors you need to remove? This is a good time to do that as well. Now your intro and your outro, that's what we do to set the pace for our show, right? And that's that call to action at the very end where we remind everybody how to find our shows. Is your outro the most current? Do you still mention a site that works? Have you added a really great YouTube channel? Have you added anything else? Has something changed? Make sure it's all current. And for all of us too, boy, with Amazon coming on so heavily with podcasts, we can all say, hey, don't forget to ask Alexa to look for your podcast. Include all of that, remind people, because if you don't ask them to subscribe, they won't. You wanna do that. Number three, is the host info listed on your site in all the venues, everything about your podcast still current? Has that host achieved anything more? Changed positions? Has your host changed? You may want to just review that and again, look for typos on all of these things to make sure. Number four, this is a good time to do a whip through of all the people involved in your show on LinkedIn and social. Are they mentioning? The show and linking to it from their LinkedIn profiles? Did you remember to add it to your navigation at the top? Remember, we're always telling you to do that. Have a landing page on your main site. If you haven't done it, this is a good time to do that. Why not promote a single landing page on your main site? Maybe it would be I'm going to vanillasoft.com slash podcast, or I'm going to connectandcell.com slash podcast. Really easy to say, easy to remember. All right, so let's go to the next one, number five. Can you do a few recap episodes instead of crutching on a straight replay? What if you pieced together some of your best shows for the year and pulled out the best segments, maybe a five or 10 minute segment from each one, two or three of them and do a mashup. That's a great way to get some more mileage out of an episode. It's a great way to mention a fantastic guest, topic and company, and to give them more to talk about again as well. How cool to them that you thought that episode was so outstanding that you wanna pull it apart and include it again in some other way because there were so many wonderful tips in it. You wanna do that. And don't discount those moments of rants. Maybe you have three rants you can put all together because sometimes the rants can be quite entertaining. Don't worry about how they sound, just let them be over the top. It's a great thing to end the year on something lighter we call those highlight reels. So this is a great way to save production time and recording time at the end of the year if you review those. And if you've done what we do for all of our folks, you probably have the transcript. This gives you a great thing to peruse through rather quickly and say, oh, there it is. I'm going to find that clip and find that clip and put them all together. You can have somebody help you with that. It's also a good time to make graphics from great quotes from those moments, from those shows that you can go ahead and share out on social and promote the original airing of those shows if you aren't doing these mashup highlight reels. Number six, if you are utilizing any type of drip campaign or through your CRM or however you're doing it to reach out to your list, you need to make sure that they all work. Everything related to the episodes for the year, go back, check the links, Check the episode, check it all, make sure there are no typos again, make sure it all makes sense. I know a lot of that we can automate, but you still want to run through it as a visitor would. So you're not embarrassed if it goes out to them via email and all of a sudden they're clicking and it doesn't work or they're typos or you just look like a dope. So you want to make sure that you have this downtime to proof all of these things. And maybe it's like, wow. That episode was all about this topic, but there is this one point that's even more relevant now. Well, bring that point out, make a graphic about it, make a snippet about it, pull out the part that was unexpected. Why not? Get the mileage out of the stuff you've already done. Number seven, when was the last time you looked at your show in all the podcast venues? It's a great way to find if you missed any too, because sometimes they're adding new ones you guys heard of Pod Chaser? I love Chaser because Chaser lets you add yourself as the talent, yourself as the producer, commercial person, the guest, however you want, and the show. So it's this big cross-reference directory online of podcasts. It's super cool. So make sure that you're in all the current venues because most of them allow you to add yourself in there for free and make that list somewhere too. So go look at them all. Make sure it's all current. And then it does still work and that your most current shows are showing up in the right order. Sometimes things get a little mishmashed. Maybe you went back in and edited something and the update date botched everything up, depending on how you're pushing things to these venues. Check the order. Make sure it makes sense. Let's go to number eight. We talked about Podchaser, and if you missed any, sometimes just do a search for current podcast apps, most popular podcast apps current podcast venues, look it all up and go through your checklist. Again, most of these are free to submit to. And you also want to check it out to make sure that your feed is formatted properly for Alexa that taps into tune in. Most of the time, the people that help you with your podcast are handling all this for you. Great. But for you DIY people, don't miss those pieces. You want to make sure you get them all. Let's go to number nine. about a poll out there send something out to your list your subscribers your listeners tell us your favorite episode from the past year make it a contest on social media why not for those that tell you their favorite episode or give you a quote from that episode maybe you pick an episode hey in this episode if you can find this quote we will send you this person's book and it'll be signed and woohoo you you get some kind of prize but give some incentive Challenge your folks. People like games. All they have to do is listen to your show, and it was a good show. That's not too hard. And they're listening for a specific phrase. All they have to do is tell you the timestamp of when that was. Maybe that guest is willing to give you a dozen books, maybe two books. But whatever it is, the first ones to reply get it. And you make sure you send that out. You make a big deal about it. You share that on social. You're looking for something to talk about, talk about your listeners. Thank your listeners. Tell them all the great stuff they're doing. You can even have some swag made like we do for market dominance guys in the double comma club. We have t-shirts. We have onesies. We have aprons. We have sweatshirts. We have all this stuff with all their key phrases and their catchphrases about their podcast. So how cool is that? You could use that as a prize. Who shares the most? Challenge your folks again, your followers, your listeners, your own team internally. Whoever shares the most episodes in one week, get some swag. How fun is that for your folks? And if it's cool swag, they can use it as a gift for somebody that they forgot about. (laughs) They can just give it away. (laughs) And number 10, and we can talk more about the swag thing in a bit, Paul, but number 10, look at your stats and do a post on your main site about the top episodes for the year. And then you can link back to each one of those episodes in that link. You're doing this post. You're talking about each one. Great. Link to it, link to it, link to it. You can put the players in there too, but 10 players in one blog post could take a while to load and your search engine probably won't like that too much, but you could do a mashup highlight reel on your podcast show talking about each one of those and saying, look for this episode, look for this episode and just put them all in there in a big mashup. How fun is that? When you do these mashups, don't forget to mention those guests. Their companies and thank them again for adding to your success for the year. Tell them how awesome it was. Give a quote from that show. Put all your effort into thanking the ones that helped make you more popular this year.
1: Good stuff, Susan. Lots of good ideas. Can I give you a couple of feedback on a couple of them here? I took some notes along the way. Sure. Jim Obermeier used to love to do on your last point go find out your most popular episode. He used to then go back to whoever that guest was and say, you know what? It's the end of the year. You were in the top 10. You were number one. Wow. And I thought that is so easy and so obvious. It takes five seconds to go back and find out in any of your podcast storage sites what your number one episode was. And how thrilled would you be? You forgot about the episode you did six months ago, eight months ago, three months ago, and somebody calls you up out of the blue. You're gonna promote the heck out of that. You just not only got a friend, you got a fanatical follower who's gonna tell all the world about your podcast. Cause hey, I was one of the top guests and I'm proud of that.
0: It is a big deal. I know even when I've been in Jim's list for various shows, when one of my episodes is there, it's like, are you kidding? That's so cool. Right.
1: And that's an easy one to do. And that's an end of the year, timely topic to look at. What were my top 10 shows for the year? What were my best episodes? I think that's an easy one. The other one, it's so obvious, Susan. And yet whenever I start by saying it's so obvious, that means I haven't done it. Right. (laughs) It's so obvious. Boom. I hit myself in the head. I could have had a V8. Oh boy. What am I thinking here? To go back and make sure that all the assets you're using are still good. Hey, maybe that co-host isn't around anymore. Hey, maybe you changed the time slot. I don't know. You changed something, but you've been using the standard intro over and over and over again. Why not just review some of those assets that you're using and maybe they're wrong. Maybe they need to be freshened.
0: That's another thing too, getting back to replays. When you guys have to rely on a replay, that's fine. But before you do and just throw it up as it was go back and look and make sure they have not changed their company, your guest.
1: Oh boy, that's another obvious one. That happened today
0: with one of our replays that we did. And I went back and updated and made a new set of graphics and I changed the intro, we changed the description because the company had changed for that guest and I wanted to make sure it was current because otherwise he's not gonna share it out.
1: I would never think of that. I would just think, oh, this was a great one. I'll put it on there. Oh, I forgot Joe changed the name of the company or changed companies.
0: We don't realize how in the moment we speak during some of these episodes about current events or whatever it is, and it can date our content really fast. So when you play it, it's like, oh, that's an old show. I remember when that was happening. And then people get distracted too. They're thinking back to that time rather than focusing on the real focus of your show, what the topic is.
1: I wonder if anybody's ever done any studies, I haven't seen any, about this idea of keeping everything evergreen. Most of our shows mention something that takes place. For example, the election's going on now or whatever. Now I just dated this episode, so do we cut that out and does that make this less appealing or does it make it, in some sense, I could see it the other way. What were they thinking back then? Oh, that's when they did this two years ago? they were in the moment and they didn't see something or they overreacted or what? I don't know. I can play it both ways. It would be interesting to go back and see if anybody studied this, if dating it in any way, shape, or form hurts it or helps it.
0: It depends on what the content is, because I know with this episode, what I'll end up doing is pulling out a 10 minute piece of it for you. Cause you need a 10 minute piece for me. Yes. <laughs> and so we will have your 10 minute piece Good. without any of the things that are not evergreen.
1: Because so many of our shows, we do in half-hour blocks here at the station, and many of our shows do 20 minutes. That's the TED Talk. The average drive time is 20 to 25 minutes. Even though they bill it as a half-hour show, a couple of minutes set up, a couple of minutes at the end, it's really about a 20, 25-minute show. And so I'm many times, because I'm trying to, it's a radio station, I'm trying to keep the clock rolling here. I need, from that 20-minute end, I need another 10 minutes of something I can right. get five minutes of a newscast. I can throw in a minute or two to balance if it's 22 minutes or 23 minutes, but I often need something that's either seven minutes or 10 minutes. Those are the two magic things I'm always looking for.
0: And so that's another reminder folks for you to have things in your back pocket from your episodes. If you can pull out segments, I know a lot of you have like five and 10 minute shows. They're very quick tips and that's fine. And those are really handy because you can also string those together make a longer one once in a while to break it up. But if you have longer shows, consider what you can pull out after you've recorded it because it's fresh in your mind. It's like, oh, there's this one part. And so we'll have that handy and it gives you a lot of stuff to have in your kit bag for whenever you need to fill something in. You could also turn that audio in reverse into video, add a couple of branding things, put that up on LinkedIn and have it link back to your full episode becomes your teaser.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I would love to see you at some point do an episode on repurposing, reusing, whatever you want to call it. You've done all this effort into getting this show together. You researched it, you wrote it, maybe you found a guest, created a graphic, you posted it up, you all this effort into creating a wonderful episode. And then you go on to the next, why not use that resource, pull out a quote, pull out a snippet, Maybe pull out a ten-minute piece. Do you not a, listen to my shows? Oh, I know. I, I'm. I'm telling We've covered this, this like five times. <laughs> this to the world, and I, I'm just saying that again. I, I'm going to hit this one again and again yeah. and again because you hit it again and again and again. I guess I'm talking to myself into the audience more than anything else. <laughs> He's got to do it, Paul. <laughs> you got to do it, and and I don't do it. I don't do it enough because I, it's always tomorrow. I come from real radio. hundred years ago, when the show was over, it was over, and now the show just begins. The work just begins. And I've got a next show next week. I'm working on that one. And you want me to go back and work on the last one? So I think as you're talking about this episode, you're reminding me again how powerful this is. Maybe you can come up with some more episodes about other ways to restate it or repurpose it or other things you can do, a top 10 list of things to do. Or maybe it's just the time of year. Maybe this at the end of the year, as you're going through holiday reruns, you're not going to do a live show around Christmas or whatever it is you've got extra time, the, the impulses to just move on, but don't forget to go back and realize the good stuff that's there. Reuse it.
0: And on that note, I think of some of our hosts, like Matt Hines, who's been doing a show with us for five years, at least seven, maybe more, but his early episodes, they're so cute because he's new. He was new at doing this. <laughs> right. And those episodes though, still have valuable content. That's still helpful, but we edit differently. Mm. He speaks differently now.
1: He speaks differently,
0: yeah. And so to go back, take that episode, clean it up and reinsert a new commercial and clean up some of his ums and ahs and things that we didn't always do then. It might make it a shorter episode, but it's still a good one and it could reach a different audience too. If we are listening and we hear a new point that again, back then, maybe these were the three points that we thought were the most important, but now we listen, it's like, whew, Actually, these three things are really nail on, you know, right there.
1: Is there any way to take the catalog that you've created, catalog of shows being all your past episodes, did they just sit there or is there any way to reuse them? A five-year-old show I'm thinking of, does that just, I'm not even going to go back and think of that's five years old. It can't be, it's stale. It's not timely. Maybe not. Maybe there's something. Yeah.
0: I have some shows that I used to do with Yvonne Hyman our Geek Speak Guide Show. Yeah. I'm- and this is gonna sound really weird. I still laugh at myself at the right parts because I still <laughs> think I'm funny. And we have, in the tips were still helpful for beginners that are trying to build their own websites and things. We had some great tips and there's still, most of them are still valid. Some of the tools have changed, but the tips and the thinking behind them are still valid. And I do, I still laugh at both of us. We're just so funny.
1: Has anybody ever do blooper shows? I never see that.
0: Blooper reels are a fun thing to do. She and I used to do those all the time with video. Yeah. And those were some of our most popular episodes, actually.
1: Because they do that in TV and in video all the time. The beginning oh, bloopers phase. are a riot. But I never hear people do blooper reels in podcasts. I wonder if there's just something they're overlooking.
0: We're so quick to edit it out. We forget. Yeah. You know, to keep some of those gold moments. And you usually get them when you hit the record button. And after they think it's over and you're still talking afterward, sometimes yeah. that's when you get your best stuff. And it can be pretty funny and pretty cheeky. <laughs> I'll
1: give you one last thought before we go. I have one show now that keeps the tape rolling after they've done a show with the guest. And the typical back and forth hey, you were great. That was interesting. And then they have another 10 or 15 minute conversation about the topic. You know, I didn't want to say this on the air, but do you really believe that? Or do you really think that? Oh, yeah, I see that all the time. And they do disclose their continuing to record. So they're not trying to catch somebody who suddenly didn't want to say something on the air and is now going to admit it off the air. But they really somehow the fact that the show's over, even if you continue to record, creates some interesting dynamics and content. I think of the TV shows, Bill Maher, HBO and stuff where it's the after hour show. It's the after report. You listen to the show and now go here and here. We continue the conversation. Have you ever tried that
0: I used to do that all the time, especially on video. What happens is people take a deep breath and they just relax because they think the official part's over and then it does flow. And I do ask, I mean, even when Tessa Berg and I recorded her PSA for the food bank, Mm -hmm. for the greater Cleveland food bank, it was great. And the natural part that I actually ended up using our big piece of it was afterward when we were just visiting about why it was so dear to her. So you don't know when it'll come out.
1: Yeah, I think it's more real and more genuine. Once you've done it once, and as you said, take a deep breath and relax, I think it comes out a little more authentic, Mm -hmm. genuine, and some insights and nuggets are there. Well, I got some insights and nuggets today here. You just have to keep beating into my head. Go back and reuse, repurpose, repost, recut, and some of it is new stuff. Why not go back and look at your top episodes and go back and touch base with that guest from eight months ago and make their day and make them a fanatical fan? Right. Okay, cool stuff. And how do they get in touch with you if they want to learn more?
0: You want to learn more and need some help with all these ideas because it's just too much and you'd rather go do holiday things? That's fine.
1: Absolutely. That's me.
0: Find me at Susan at FunnelRadio.com. Pretty easy. You can go FunnelRadio.com and find our whole website and that'll get you to everything.
1: Okay. Or you can tune in each and every week or as often as we do behind the mic here, right on Funnel Radio Network for at work listeners like you.
0: You've been listening to Behind the Mic on the Funnel Radio Channel. Never miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe at FunnelRadioChannel.com or in your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Blueberry, TuneIn, and more.